And uh, this is a song about that. chapter 8 this morning, John chapter 8. Let me stand in the hollow of thine hand. 
I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad the day that I got saved, he put me in the hands of the Father. And nothing can pluck me out of the hands of an almighty God. There's not a storm in this whole world that can pluck me out of that hand. I'm safe in the hands of God. If you're saved, say amen. amen. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. amen. Isn't God good? He's been so good to us. What a great service it's been. Let's honor the Word of God and let's stand. We have stood up and sat down all morning. We're the getting us up folk I've ever seen. But if there's anything worth getting up for, it's this right here. Not a lot this morning, but I got one verse. John 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I want to read this again. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word today. Give me power from on high to preach your word. Lord, I pray that we could get all the distractions out today. Help us to focus on you. And I pray that you'd have your will and way in this service today. God, I pray souls would be saved. I pray the saved would be drawn closer to you. Lord, I believe that some of us may be here standing in need of revival. Lord, revive our souls. Light our lamps this morning. And I pray that our lights will shine brighter than they ever have. Lord, I love you and I praise you and I thank you. Thank you for all things, but most of all, I thank you for Jesus, and I'm thankful that he's the light of this world. I'm thankful that he declared in that second temple, I am the light of the world. Thank you, Lord, for being the center of all things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on the light of the world. Jesus declared in this second temple, I am the light. I am the light. Seven times Jesus declared during his earthly ministry the seven great I am's. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. And in our text here, we find the seventh time Jesus declaring himself the great I am. I am the light. I am the light. In our world today, we would not be able to continue on if it was not for the sun in the sky. Our entire earth revolves around the sun. Our entire life revolves around the sun. From yesterday, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, I did not see the sun. I was depressed. I drove in rain all day long. It was foggy. It was depressing. Man, I what a great trip, Brother Hayden. But when the sun does not come out, it's hard to get excited about anything. I'll tell you, when things are cloudy and things are dark, there's nothing like waking up in one morning, seeing the rising of the sun. 
The rising of the sun. And it's something that it does for us. It does something for us, our soul to see the sun rise. Our life revolves around the sun. Our plants revolve around the sun. The trees revolve around the sun. It is the centerpiece of who we are. We go to bed. When the sun goes down, we get up when it comes up. Our entire life revolves around the sun. It is the very thing that produces life in the world that we know. Without the sun, we would not have life. The Bible said in John that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. I want you to understand as Jesus is standing here in the second temple that He is declaring Himself the light of the world. May I tell you the S-O-N is very bright. The world revolves around the S-U-N but it is the S-O-N that is brighter than anything. May I tell you that our life should revolve around the Son of God. May I, I tell you us getting up in the morning and going to bed at night ought to revolve around Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. He is the light. He made himself the light. He declared himself the light of the world to light the light of men so that we can have life, so that we know how to walk and how to live. He alone is the light of the world. I want you to look with me in the book of Exodus chapter 13, and we will make our way back to John, but I want to take a quick journey, and I want you to notice the light of the world, and number one, I want us to notice the purpose of the light. As, Je as Jesus stood there at the second temple, declaring himself to be the light, there is something more here than him just standing there declaring himself the light of the world. As we go to the Old Testament, we see where light has always been an important place in the life of God's people. It has always played an important role in our life. Child of God, the light of God ought to play an important role in your life. Jesus is the light of the world. In Exodus 13 and verse 21, the Bible said, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. And to go by day and night, he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Notice the purpose of the light. Number one, it was a guiding light. God's people was just taken out of Egyptian bondage. And now they were headed to a land that they'd never been before. None of these people had never been to the promised land. They had never been to Canaan land. They had never been to Jerusalem before. They had no idea how to get to where they were headed. How in the world did they get to a place that they'd never been before? You see, God put a light in the sky. And God put that light in the wilderness to lead them through the darkest days of their life. You see, being saved is not always easy. But I'm glad we got a light that's leading us through. I've never been to glory land, but I'm on my way. And I'm telling you, the only way that you're going to get there is follow the light all the way there. The only way to get to a place that you've never been before is to follow the light. God's people got in Egyptian bondage. They had no idea where to go. What did they have to do? They had to submit themselves to the guidance and leadership of the Lord. And in that light, God guided them and led them through the darkest time of their life. And I want you to think about 
about this too. That light became a new life for them. They had dwelled in Egyptian bondage, and all they knew how to live was people that lived under bondage. But the very moment that they got set free, they became new people. They received a liberty that was out of this world that they had never seen before. And they were going to need some help in this new liberty that they had received. What was the help? The guiding light. There was a light there to always guide them. Not only was it a guiding light, but it was an instructing light. This light not only guided them through the wilderness, but it instructed them in the things of God. The light led them all the way to Mount Sinai. What did they get on Mount Sinai? The laws of God. How do we know today how to please an almighty God? Through the laws that he gave to Moses. They would have never got them if they didn't follow the light. The light led them to Mount Sinai. And on Mount Sinai, they received the Ten Commandments. They received everything that we need to know of what God desires from us. I want you to know it is an instructive light. May I tell you, because Jesus is the light of the world, not only does He guide us, but He instructs us. We know how to live. We know how to walk. We know how to talk because He's the light of the world. Not only is it an instructive light, but it is a revealing light. This light reveals in the darkness would come a light. Never would they have to roam in darkness. Never would they have to go through their life in darkness because God would light up their world and allow them to do the duties and everything they needed to do in the light. The light revealed their service. The light revealed their way. And they were able to serve the Lord not only in the morning, but they were able to serve the Lord at night. Isn't that good? In the darkest of the night, they were able to follow the Lord because of the light. Not only is it a revealing light, but it is a protective light. Everywhere they went, the light of God was there leading them and guiding them. This protective light became bread to the hungry. It became water to the thirsty. It became defense to the soldier. When Israel was worn with all their enemies, you know who was always there? It was God. It was God. The light was there leading them through. Rest to the weary pilgrim. How many times did they get tired on their journey? But always God was there. The light of men was there. God was there walking among them. God was there leading them through. Why? Because He's the light. He's the light of the world. And He leads His people through. In the Old Testament, we never find where God forsook His people. We never find where God uh, got rid of His people. We find where God's people got rid of Him. We find where God's people turned their back on Him. But never did God turn on His people. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad that the light is always there for His people? I want you to look in Exodus chapter 27. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Exodus 27. In verse 20, as they began to build the tabernacle, and as the temple was built later on, notice one of the instructions here in verse 20. And thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure oil, olive beaten for the light, to bring this oil for the light, to cause the lamp to burn always. Always. 
In the tabernacle of the congregation without the veil, which is before the testimony, Aaron and his son shall order it from evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a statue forever unto their generation on the behalf of the children of Israel. So when they built the tabernacle and they built the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant was there and the priest was to go in and out, they were to be led by the light. In that place would be lamps. There would be a lampstand. And these things would be lit so that the priests could do their job, okay? The, the priests had three daily duties. And one of the daily duties is to keep the lamps burning. And there on the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant was the presence of an Almighty God. And the priest was to keep it lit up so that the presence of God would be revealed. Continually, 24 hours a day, the lamps could burn out in the whole village, but it could not burn out in the Holy of Holies. It could not burn out in the tabernacle. God commanded them to always keep the lamps burning. Always keep the lamps burning. Why? Because it was a commemorative light. It was for them to remember what God had done for them. I'm glad that God has never turned the light out on us. I'm glad that when I see the light, I'm reminded that God is always there. And they said, priests, you keep the lamps burning. People, you keep bringing the oil. You keep bringing it so that we can commemorate that God is the light of men. And as the priest would go in and out, he would light this lamp. And the people would be able to do their job because of the light in the tabernacle. I'm headed somewhere. Stay with me. 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. We've noticed the purpose of the light, but notice the problem of the light. You see, this light was put into the responsibility of the priest. And so when it is put upon man, there's a problem with that because it is a servant light. God depended on man to keep their lamps burning. The nation of Israel was instructed to keep their lamps burning, to be a city that is set on a hill, to not be hid. And a problem with that is we mess up. Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we're not doing what God wants us to do. And there becomes a problem with the light. Notice in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at time when Eli was laid down in his place. And his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. Isn't it amazing sometimes in the work of the Lord how we begin to grow tired. How we begin to grow weak. And here is Eli the priest who had the daily job of going to light the lamp. But we find in verse 2 that he fell asleep. Notice verse 3. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. The first time since the tabernacle and the temple had been there, the first time ever that the lamp went out, this night the lamp went out. The light went out because God's man fell asleep. 
God's people began to turn from the Lord. And they began to turn to a lifestyle that was unpleasing to the Lord. May I tell you, if we're not doing our job, our lamps will go out. If we're not doing as God has instructed us to do, our lamps will go out. And may I tell you, my lamp will go out just as easy and fast as anybody else's lamp will go out. Amen? All of our lamps can go out. The man of God fell asleep on the job, on his duty. All he had to do is keep the lamps burning. Keep the lamp burning. But what happened? Laziness, slothfulness came to the life. What about the nation of Israel? Pride came to their life. Their lamp went out because of their pride. The lamps went out because of slothfulness. How many times that our lamps quit burning for the Lord because we're being slothful, because we're being prideful. How many times our lamps go out because of sin in our life. Every time the nation of Israel would turn to a lifestyle of sin, their lamps would dwindle out and their lights was put out by sin. May I tell you, sin will put the lamp out. Are y'all with me this morning? Man, I feel like I'm in a Presbyterian church this morning. My mercy, wake up. Hey, We need to allow our lights to shine. Sin will put out the light. It will put it out. Sin and pride and slothfulness, idolatry. When we begin to turn to other gods, it will put out the light. Well, apostasy in our life, when we begin to turn our back on God, will turn off the lamps. And here was the man of God who had a duty, you keep the lamp burning. He fell asleep. He got lazy. The nation had already turned it back against God. And now the lamp of God has gone out. You know what happened? It hid the presence of the Lord. For the first time, for the first time ever, the light went out in the Holy of Holies and the darkness covered the Ark of the Covenant. God cannot be seen when the lights are not lit. The lights are lit. God can be seen. God can be felt. God can be revealed. What reveals God? God, because God is light. And we are the light of men. Amen? He lights us up. He lights us up so that we can go shine for Him. And as long as that priest was doing his job, everybody could see the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord was there. The presence of the Lord was seen. The presence of the Lord was revealed. But it was the light that revealed it. But when the priest messed up, the lamp went out. May I tell you, this preacher is guilty of messing up a lot in his life. May I tell you, this preacher is guilty of being slothful and lazy and prideful and sinful, idolater. I'm guilty of all of those things. And every time that I do that, my lamp goes out. You know what happens? It hides the presence and the glory of an almighty God. Child of God, we are to reveal the beauty of an almighty God. We are to reveal who He is. We are to show everybody who the Lord is. And when our lights are out, nobody can see Jesus in us. Child of God, we are the light of the world. We are supposed to shine for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. You're not to live for you. 
You're not to live for your family. You're to live for Jesus. You're to live for Him. You're to honor Him and glorify Him. Your whole life ought to be about Jesus. You know why? Because He's the light. He's the light of the world. I want you to look back in John 8. In John chapter 8. The temple was destroyed. The enemies of God came in and destroyed all of the instruments and all of the furniture. And the lamps of God was destroyed when Babylon came in. 500 years. 500 years had gone by. They finally rebuilt the temple, the second temple. Jesus could have been on the seashores of Galilee when he declared himself to be the light of the world. He could have been anywhere in Jerusalem or Israel. But you know where he was? He was in the temple. Because the light in the temple had done gone out. And he went to the temple. And after he was defending the adulterer woman. And telling those people to get on out of here. That was trying to cast stones at her. And trying to judge. He got up. And he said I am the light of the world. I'm telling you darkness was in that temple. But when Jesus came in he lit it up. And he lit up the sanctuary of God. And God had depended upon Israel to light the world, to light the world, to light the world. But they struggled and they struggled and they struggled. So he said, I will send my very S-O-N to light the world up. And as Jesus stood there in the second temple, he declared himself the light of the world. May I tell you, he's an eternal light. You say, I don't like him. It don't matter. He's still going to shine. Well, I'm depressed, and I don't want nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus will always be the light. You say, well, I don't believe in him. Yes, you do. <laughs> you say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to fall down before him. Yes, you will. Jesus is the light of the world. You can't avoid Him. You can't go around Him. He always has been and He always will be. May I tell you, you can get rid of presidents. You can get rid of prime ministers. But you can't get rid of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It is an eternal light, an everlasting light. May I tell you, the light of Israel went out. But the light of God always shines through Jesus Christ. The light of Israel went out. You know what God did? He punished them. Because their light went out. Church, we're given the light. When John seen Jesus in Revelation, he seen him in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. The church is compared to a candlestick. What is the purpose of a candlestick? To produce light. The church is to produce light. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The church is to produce light. Amen. And we are to be the life of men. If there's life anywhere, it ought to be in the church house with the church people. May I tell you, we have the light. We possess the light. And we are to be that city that is set on a hill. May I tell you, Jesus is the eternal light. He's the guiding light. I've never been to glory land, but bless God, He's leading me to a land that I've never been before. You can turn any light off, but you can't turn Jesus off. He's leading us to glory land. It's a guiding light. It's an instructive light. Every day Jesus is teaching me how to live. Every day Jesus is teaching me how to act and how to talk. I'm not perfect but one day I'll be more like Him. Praise God every day we're getting more and more like Jesus. You know why? Because He's an instructive light. He's a revealing light. He's a protective light. Bless God I'm safe in the hands of the Lord. Whoo! 
hold me safe in the hollow of thy hand. Oh, bless God, he's a protective light, but he's a servant light. He needs me to come along and do my job. He needs me to shine. You say, preacher, what am I to do as a child of God? You're to shine and to bear the light of Christ. Church, we have a job, and it's to bear the light of Christ. There's a light in this world, and every day we are to shine, shine, shine. Hamburg needs Jesus. I've never been to a town that is more churched than Hamburg, Arkansas. And every time that I talk to anybody, they all have a church story. Well, I went to this church, and I went to this church, and that church. And I praise the Lord for churches. I praise God because I'm a part of them. But churches will not save your soul. Churches will not redeem you. <laughs> Only Jesus Christ can do that. And I'm telling you that we live in a society that needs to see the light more and more every day. And child of God, if anybody sees Jesus, they ought to see him through you. Amen. Let your light shine. If you're here and you've never been saved, you need the light. You need to be saved. Would you come this morning let me show you how to be saved? If you're here this morning you have a decision to make, would you come? Would you do that this morning? If God is working on you and God is telling you, it's time for you to join. It's time for you to be baptized. It's time for you to get to that altar. Listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. Let's